Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Manning Aloud at the podcast we had just done. Sucked or not? That's fun stuff. Also, we have retro reviews. Posted the Raw or the Raw and SmackDown production scripts. Fightful Wrestling Weekly is going to go up there very soon. I'll talk about that in a in a moment. But uh, this show brought to you by OMGbutter.com or OMG.com rather. OMG Butter is where you can find them on Twitter. Let them know that you heard about them from us on Fightful. Even if you don't uh, go to OMG.com and buy some of their great products, check them out. I love ghee. I got to try it for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Now it's all I fry my stuff in. Uh, and off the air the other day, James Lynch, my co-host on the 225 Post Show, said, man, I use ghee all the time. I'm going to check that out. Uh, we have a promo code for those of you who listen to the MMA podcast, so definitely go and check that out. You can get your omega-3 and omega-9 uh, fatty acids in there as well. I love that. I take fish oil every day. It's the one supplement that I would take if I couldn't take anything else. It's got CLA in it, which fights cancer, all kinds of great fitness and health benefits from ghee as opposed to butter, as opposed to margarine, as opposed to everything else. And it lasts a lot longer. Check it out. OMG.com. That's O-M-G-H-E-E.com. And of course, OMG Butter. I mentioned the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Uh, this week, it's largely going to be surrounding the situation in which I interviewed Corey Graves. That came about in a very peculiar manner, and I think it affects a little bit how our viewers take in their news because it's very uncharacteristic to get a comment on the record from somebody in WWE if you work for a website that covers wrestling full-time. There's often times that Fightful.com gets a little more leeway with some places because they see us as an entity that covers MMA and boxing as well, and they want that crossover. However, quite frankly, WWE does not like it when their talent does this. And while they're not strictly forbidden from doing so, uh, it's certainly not celebrated. However, uh, WWE did invite me onto the NXT conference call tomorrow, which is Wednesday at noon. Uh, assuming that all gets confirmed, we will have a live stream of that here on Fightful.com. It's the Triple H 
media conference call uh, where he talks about NXT, the UK tournament, all that good stuff. Jeff, I know I just brought up a lot right there. All this stemmed from the CM Punk fight and tweets. Why don't you just unpack all that that I mentioned dating back to CM Punk's fight? Well, we know you won't be uh, getting the first question on the conference call. That always goes to Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, I am, you know what? I, I was a little bit taken aback that uh, Corey Graves talked to you guys too, on the record. I, and of course, you being a good journalist, you asked very good questions. You got the information out there. Me being the sputtering moron that I am, I would have asked, you, you remember that time you name dropped Donnie Iris on Raw? That was the coolest moment ever. I loved that. I'd be Chris Farley. Um, you know, the C- CM Punk uh, losing his fight wasn't a shock to me. The, the shock to me was more Dana White really being angry that someone was going to draw out TV time. <laughs> fight. Really? I don't think he's being asked back anyways. Might as well milk it a bit. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, I will just mention this, even though it is not WWE related. Dominion was an absolute pleasure to watch. It was that I watched the co-main event and the main event first. By the way, guys, Fightful Select subscribers or non-subscribers, you can check out the Weekender podcast. I did it on Sunday so I could review Dominion. That is up on FightfulSelect.com for free. It's on FightfulPods.com for free. Go check that out. I watched the Jericho-Naito match and the Omega-Okada matches first. Okay. Because I, I knew I was going to get spoiled if I didn't watch them first. That was a very nice way to spend a couple hours. <laughs> I I watched from beginning to end, and I had avoided spoilers. And, my, and the way that I know it's a fun show and one that I'm really into, I actually put this up there with Great American Bash 89 as a complete big show package in terms of there's nothing I actively would have fast-forwarded through. That, that was kind of dead weight that I didn't enjoy. I was expecting the intermission and I never got it. And then I was kind of taken back that it had already been four hours and I'm already, <laughs> and we're at the main event. I was like, Oh yeah. my God. Wow. I mean, it, it did not feel like, like did they do an intermission? No, I was going to say, I didn't see what I like it. They did, I they love did it. five hours straight and you would, and you never notice it. If you would watch it from the beginning, that, that to me is the mark of a show that keeps it entertained, keeps the pace going and builds and builds. It, it was great. Just fantastic guys. Uh, if you all want to chat with me during raw, during SmackDown, head over to our live coverage. Uh, also, I'm going to be more active on the forums. We have money in the bank predictions up there. Stop by and make yours. I've got an NBA draft thread. I'm ready for it. NBA free agency, I'll be over there talking trash, talking all kinds of trash. We're going to make our predictions for Money in the Bank and NXT TakeOver tonight. But yeah, myself and Jimmy Van will go deep dive into the Corey Graves thing, and I'll break down a lot that's in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, which you all can get early uh, if you're a subscriber to FightfulSelect.com. But there are long-lasting ramifications to this, and hopefully it helps push some change in the right direction. Also, Triple H sees that ability to push things in the right direction for wrestling websites, which is where the majority of the people watching this and really that get their wrestling news, that's how they get it, is by going to wrestling sites, ours, Pro Wrestling Sheet, uh, Wrestling Observer, Wrestling Inc., WrestleZone, all those places, as opposed to Sports Illustrated or ESPN for the wrestling news. So, I will uh, definitely tackle that 
long form on both the Weekender podcast and the uh, Listen Your Boy on Wednesday. But we've got Smack Down Live. Again, guys, uh, I post my match ratings, which will be up probably shortly after this podcast. But starting next week, I will be live in that chat, in that live discussion. And uh, yeah, just come in there. Have a good time. This show starts off with with Paige in the ring for her Money in the Bank Summit. And, I mean, Jeff, you know what's going to happen here. Look, I... <laughs> Shitty dialogue. I, that's that's what was meant to happen here. Are you, are you kidding? I mean, there, there's no less creative pay-per-view the WWE ever does in terms of its build than Money in the Bank, other than Survivor Series, maybe. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just happy they weren't on the ladders saying all this. Yeah, that seemed to be the next step. It was uh, it was not good. Lana lost her accent again. I've had people say, oh, well, she hasn't had it for months. Well, I don't know. It's it's kind of inconsistent to me. She'll show up backstage and have it and then not have it. Whatever. I don't mind. I don't care. I kind of hope it comes and goes. I hope she changes it every week. Why not? Well, in, in front of... In front of a SmackDown crowd, Paige lists off the Raw participants to deadly, deadly silence where they were expecting cheers or boos or something like that. The pauses were funny. It, it, it's it's the Jeb Bush please clap moment of yes. WWE. <laughs> Paige gives this rah-rah speech about her needing one of her contestants to bring her home the briefcase. I don't know why any of them would give a shit. I don't. The Iconics come out and clown the contestants, which is kind of funny. They twerk and pretend they're Naomi, and then they make fun of Charlotte. I kind of like the imitation gag. That's something you can do every week, but pretty soon they're going to run out of impersonations. I think they're great at it. I don't. They I are. don't know the, the the and especially because they're bad imitations. They're not good imitations. Um, Charlotte again cannot uh, cannot go without corpsing when she watches someone making fun of her, but. Um, there's something very endearing about Billy Kay just having no rhythm and uh, and doing all that. So uh, Absolution join them and say there's more talent outside the ring and then than in it. A brawl breaks out and a match is set up for for later tonight. Later backstage, Oscar says she wants Carmella tonight, so they are added to the tag team match as well. Oscar blending into a to a towel hamper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was appearing in the hall. Whoosh. What are you doing here? Oscar waiting in the hallway for me to walk down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but this is, I mean, I, I was noticing the back and forth on Twitter. Uh, you arguing about whether or not this was actually going to happen or not. Uh, I, I got caught up in that last night a little bit, but, um, yeah, just believe Sean Ross app. He gets the rundown. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I even post it. People can subscribe and go read it themselves. Jeez, man. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, uh, his promo la- last week from WWE Digital, essentially. Some of it, honestly, the, the, the least good parts of it made it on TV, but at least some of it did. Uh, last week when he cut this promo about Big Cass saying he was going to break Daniel Bryan's leg, I thought the best line was, you don't know how. Yeah. Ooh, that was such a. This, this promo was one of my favorite things of last week. Um, and it went on and I saw it after we went off the air, but, uh, 
no, looking into the camera and threatening violence is is my jam, as as listeners of this program will know. So I loved every moment of this. I don't understand why they just didn't play the whole thing on the air. Uh, but yeah, why not? I'll, it was I'll like a minute and a half. It. Yeah. Brian has his knee attacked by Shelton Benjamin early on. Shelton drops it across the announce table. I thought that was a great spot early on. Daniel Bryan flips out of a suplex and attacks Benjamin's knee, but uh, really goes at it. And the selling from Brian here was great. I love two guys working the same body part on one another. I would love to see that in a good long. That's that's the kind of thing I want to see in an Okada Omega match. I want to see both guys working the same body part, and it gives out on both of them at the same time. Uh, we get a big superplex from Shelton. He gets caught in a yes lock, but turns it into a half crab. Daniel Bryan then switch into a heel hook, and it gets the tap. It's nice. It's different than the yes lock. And I thought they made Shelton Benjamin look pretty damn good here for 10 minutes and got out of the yes lock, which might not be his go-to finish anymore, as as we've established the, the heel hook, or maybe they're establishing it right now. What do you think of this match? It's the first time they face each other since 2010 inside a high school. I really liked it. I, th- I think the down, the, the, the negative you could give is a lot of the good stuff happened during the split screen. So if Anna were still on this cast, she wouldn't have been able to see the really great parts of this match. Um, this to me was a solid, say, mid-tournament G1 type of uh, match you'd find on the mid-card or something. A, a nice, solid, hard-hitting, told a nice short story, work over the body part, two guys who really know their stuff, and one guy wins. I, I had absolutely no issues with, with this match. I thought it was it was great to watch. Shelton Benjamin has excelled in his role in doing this. Mm-hmm. And we kind of knew a couple years ago when it was teased that he would be brought in that before they even signed him and he hadn't had his physical yet, that this would be his role. And he he's done great things with it. He's done what he's needed with this. So uh, good on Shelton Benjamin. We see the Miz backstage doing some Miz Jitsu in a ref's shirt. He says that he's practicing for a movie called Rough, Rough, Ref, which we got to get now. I actually think that's a real project. I'm not sure. No, <laughs> we have uh, to get it. You, you know, the, the, the way that he, he eventually got into the description of it was, was so I thought it was well done for, for the type of comedy that they do. It, it, it was, yes, it's rough, rough. Ref, a story about a dog that becomes a ref, you know, just just kind of the natural flow and cadence of the lying. I thought was, it, it's a very underappreciated part is, is Mrs. Actual acting chops. He's great. He was back there in a ref shirt, finds a way to convince Paige into uh, putting him as the special guest referee in the Rusev Samoa Joe match. We haven't had a good special guest referee match in a while. We used to have them all the time. It's less is more. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Man, we haven't had a good one in a long time. We don't get them that often. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We have a bit of a King's Court. Jerry the King Lawler in what is now referred to in WWE as the Okerland position, mm-hmm. I'm told, which I think is kind of nice, appears and invites AJ Styles out to the ramp. Compares his slap last week to Andy Kaufman's and AJ's comical laugh to that. <laughs> like that. Like, oh, yeah, you slapped that guy who's dead now. Uh, okay. All right, AJ. 
Style says Nakamura got under his skin and deserved what he's got. This is really quick and to the point. I do like having a person like Jerry the King Lawler to prompt these guys to say these things. That was instituted a long time ago, and it's a step in the right direction. So whatever. But AJ Styles has said a whole lot of nothing in a lot of his promos for a long time. They're in Memphis. King gets a cheap pop. Didn't overstay his welcome. Didn't make bad jokes. Played the straight man. I'm fine with this. Um, I am. I'm just. I'm not the biggest King in WWE fan. I, I like him in Memphis. I like him in Memphis wrestling. I. You know. This was fine. It's good to see Rusev in a babyface role. He defeats Samoa Joe with special guest referee The Miz. Mm. Now this is only because they're they're in this this match, but it, he's also rewarded by being the first guy big enough in a long time to take a suicide dive from Samoa Joe. So you're welcome. Here you go, Rusev. I, you know what? I like that, that Miz once he put on the ref shirt was paper mache, but he got over it quick. Yeah. Which, which is, which is what you should do for referees. All referees are made out of paper mache. They should take, they should oversell every bump that they have to take. Um, I'm also going to put over Miz in the uh, in the segment with Danilo. I thought that was a, a that was very fun. clever, straight absurd type of scene, comedy scene where where Danilo basically didn't do much other than uh, uh, spout gibberish while <laughs> the Miz was yelling at him. I, I thought that was very well done as well. Uh, the match itself, man, give me a hoss battle with, with Rusev and and Joe. Without the, this, was. Without this. They, they it was good. Together around for a while, yeah. Yeah, but then you you know you get the Aiden English distraction, which you were expecting, and and the Miz not counting a pin. You know the usual tropes of a special referee match uh, on TV. Uh, but please give me these two just just smacking each other like Ishi and 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 Suzuki. I'll, I'll take that. that well, here's the, the important question. Last night. Baron Corbin debuted a shaved head in a moment in which we dubbed the night that wrestling was revived one. Constable Baron Corbin, please Constable give him his Corbin, title. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Tonight, Samoa Joe debuted the essentially the Samoan demolition man haircut. <laughs> On the scale of the night that wrestling died to the night that wrestling was revived, where do you where do you rank this haircut? Uh yeah. Joe's. Um, I I would have it all shaved off by Sunday. Really? That's where I'd rank. I didn't think it looked that good on him. I think it looks different. And I think that's what he's going for. Okay. Maybe dyed blonde. <laughs> Do a full demolition man. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Shelton's not doing it. So why not? Aiden English distracts the Miz after a couple of Rusev kicks and Miz gets squished in the corner by Rusev. Then Joe kicks English, drops Rusev, but Miz thinks that Samoa Joe did this. He's pissy and won't count. Rusev hits the Machka kick in the pin. I think it's a creative way to give Rusev this win without making it look like he just kicked Samoa Joe's ass. So, I mean, that's fine, but this wasn't like some great match. When I saw it on the run sheet, I thought this is going to be a great match. Oh, no, no. Unfortunately, it wasn't. No, this is the build. This is the go home show for Money in the Bank. You're putting everybody in the ring together. Well, the Miz and, wasn't listed in the in the run sheet, so and making it short. That's what you're doing. So Rusev attacks Joe with a ladder after the match, and Miz hits the skull crushing finale on Rusev. Climbs the ladder, takes down the briefcase, in which 
Byron figures out pancakes are in all over the place. We cut to backstage where New Day are laughing hilariously. This was actually filmed last week at SmackDown because they are not there tonight. So they filmed this seven days ago from them reacting to something that happened tonight. I kind of like that. Yeah, that was good. Miz's reaction was a little bit over the top, but it was supposed to be. Um, and once again, the rules of, of analyzing money in the bank. If you grab the briefcase, you're not winning the briefcase. So we can eliminate Rusev mm. from the list of suspects. Wait, you mean Miz? Oh, Miz. I'm sorry. Miz. Although they've switched that up sometimes. We need to keep a record of who gets the upper hand on an opponent before these shows and keep those stats. You know what? Me mis- me mis- misremembering that. I say that three times fast. Uh, now that changes my analysis because I thought the Miz was probably going to win this thing. <laughs> yeah, man. And we're going to have to make predictions momentarily. Yeah. I made some last night. Hold so on, I'll mainly get numbers. yours. I need to crunch some numbers. You go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jeff Hardy defeated Shinsuke Nakamura via DQ. I love the setup for Nakamura's entrance and his theme and just the, the preparation. I'd say my favorite was when The Rock went Hollywood and he had like the chopper and shit that would set up his his theme and it would just have him whispering. That one was a good one. This one's a really good one as well. Jeff Hardy seemed like a real non-entity on this show of late and he is United States champion. They clearly still want to keep him strong, but he isn't there in his hometown. We had Alex Andreessen, uh, a sponsor level tier member of Fightful Select, recount his experience at the Rally Smackdown Live and he said, man, he got an insane reaction. It's weird they didn't put him on TV for any reason. Why do you, I mean, why Why even have a title on him if you're not going to do anything? I mean, well, that could be the case with a lot of people. No Andrade seeing Almas tonight. Apparently, Sin Cara got hurt. Bludgeon Brothers are like never on this show. Authors of Pain are never on Raw. They, they have no plans for so many people. Yeah, and... You know, you never know if, if there's any agenda behind it or if it's just, well, we don't have anything, so let's not put him on TV right now. I would tend to think that it's the best of both worlds for not putting Jeff Hardy on TV because then you don't get blowback from, why are they putting this convicted drunk driver on television? You know, that kind of thing. And I, you know, well, it's one of those... title on him anyway? Uh, because he's one still... moment he looks like he's lost a step, the next minute he looks great. It's and I think so- that's the other reason you use him judiciously so that you have the good Jeff Hardy, as opposed to the worn down and hurt and just going through the motions to go through the motions, Jeff Hardy. And the thing is, sometimes you see both of those guys in the same match. Yes. That's, that's the sad thing. The whisper in the wind either misses by a mile or kills people. As we mm-hmm. saw tonight, mm-hmm. it's pretty rough. Uh, he had a clothesline off the apron on Nakamura. There's a like Jeff Hardy got all this match. This was all Jeff Hardy. Twist of fate on Nakamura. Uh, Swanton hits, but Hardy is hurt. Nakamura's feet are in the ropes. I thought this would have been a great spot. If if there was a little more on Nakamura, if he got a little more offense, that when Jeff Hardy hit the, the Swanton, it should have hurt him a little more than it hurt Nakamura, and they could have done the 10 count, and then Nakamura gets up. That would have been interesting. I, I think, yeah, it's almost like they forgot the stipulation of the match. When, when doing this, but they've already, but you know what? They've already done that with Nakamura and, uh, and Ty. So you don't it's need to. Yeah, I know. I know. 
but still, I, I, I like the idea. Don't get me wrong. And it, but if they hadn't already hammered it over the head with with the with the guy with the ten gimmick, yeah. then 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 it would have been then yeah no that would have been very clever in that in that case. So how'd this match end, Jeff? Punch to the penis, <laughs> right in the penis. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna miss these moments when when that's gone. I'll find a reason. <laughs> yep. Right in the penis. In so in, in the in the yam bag as Chaz was, was at a fair today. Do you think he entered the cornhole tournament there? I, I think being a city slicker as as Cass is from New York City, I think he'd find cornhole beneath him. Hmm. Do you think that he played the dart game with the balloons where if you bust one of the balloons, you get one of those, like, I think it's like a five by five photo with the, the, the pane of glass over it. And it's like warrant like their cherry pie cover or whatever it is. You know what I think he really wanted? I think he really wanted to do that game where you have the board with all the nails in it and you run the car in between it and mm-hmm. you bet on which spot it goes to. And then if you, you win enough times, you can get like a, a, a two-inch teddy bear or something. I think he'd be big into that. Do you think that he won a bunny rabbit by making the, the <laughs> ball in the, the cups? Yes, and and then he loved it and kissed it and hugged it and named it George, and he petted the rabbit. You I know he rabbit. did the speed pitch when you guessed the speed, and he won mm-hmm. the the feather that's really roach clips. Did he buy a corn dog or some oh, other yeah. batter dipped type of perhaps deep fried Kool Aid? Maybe a deep fried Snickers. True story. Okay, so I live next to U.S. Highway sixty eight, and every year they have like. I think it's called the 200 mile yard sale or whatever it was. My wife and I went hiking that day at a state park near that. And there's, there's a monument store where you can buy like monuments? <laughs> giant, giant Sasquatch monuments and things like that. And that's like one of the focal <laughs> points for this yard sale. And just out in the middle of nowhere on the highway, there's a, there's like one of those uh, funnel cake stands. Okay. Bam. It's like I can't not buy my wife a funnel cake when it's right next. It's really close to my house. We usually have to drive all the way to the fair for something like that. But was it was this before or after the impulse buy of a monument of some like fourth tier general in the Civil War who saved your Kentucky town from a flood or something like that? There were some Confederates. There were some Confederates. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, there was there's some of that out this way. Um, oh, I know. We'll not go there. No. So Big Cash shows a roller coaster height requirement and says that Daniel Bryan doesn't measure up. Yeah, I don't think Big Cass's promos are bad. I think that it, they fit his character pretty well of him just thinking that he's good because he's tall. I don't think Cass could fit in a theme park ride, to be honest with you. I've That's tried what, to, yeah. There ain't I've, no I've, way they're letting him on the beast at King's Island. Let me tell you something. I, I was working a theme park ride when Shaquille O'Neal wanted to ride, and that thing was a, was a lesson in, in trying to bend physics. <laughs> a word to the wise if if you're ever going to a theme park or an amusement park spring for the fast passes 
Yes. I, I would say that, especially in the summer or go. The best time to go to a, to a theme park is that if they're open, like in April and May, when the college kids get course. out, nobody's there. You just ride everything. It's great. The college kids get out like that two week period when the college kids are out, but the elementary school yes. kids aren't. aren't. Uh, also, I mean, I, I just spring for it. I go ahead and I do it. I pay the extra money to not have to wait in line. And it makes the trip. Perfect. Perfect. Fernando Zepeda says, does SRS have legs? Bro, there are videos of me jumping on top of cars. Of course I have legs. They're sexy, too. They they are nice. They are nice. I've got tiny legs. <laughs> it defies physics, the fact that I'm able to do that. I have very nice calves. That did I help me secure my Onnit sponsorship once upon a blue moon, though. Hmm. Up next, Asuka, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Lana, and Naomi defeated Carmella, Absolution, and the Iconics. Lana's spray tan is horrible. Uh, I can pretty much just heap praise on Sonya Deville and even Mandy Rose in this match. I thought they were exceptional. Sonya teaches Naomi how to kick. I like Becky Lynch. She needs a run. The mm-hmm. ooze are a plenty on commentary. And, you know, I, Sonya Deville's spear puts Charlotte's to shame and Kyrie Sane's for that matter. Yeah. Her spear's real good. They called you Jeff Very Nice Cavs Hawkins. <laughs> I'll live with that. I, I love the nicknames that our live chats give people. That, that's the highlight. Trust me, I've had worse nicknames online. Keep going. Ah, you'll be shocked to hear that Charlotte eats knees on a moonsault attempt. What? Tradition. She didn't. She missed her moonsault? It's unbelievable. Wait, hold on. A flare missed a move from the top rope. She's got to do that eventually, right? Like what? <laughs> she's got to get caught in. I think it's called deadly drive, where you body slam somebody off the top rope. Yeah, they got. It's I think she happen. has. I think. I think she's done that at least once. Has she? I, I, I need somebody to to like hit me up. Like, I want to say it was in a big. I want to say it was in a big match, either against Sasha for the women's title or in that three way at Mania when they were first brought up. I, I'm not certain of that, but I thought I'd seen it at least once. Oscar gets the hot tag. She and Mandy work really well together, I think. Heels break up the Oscar lock. Charlotte does get her moonsault to the outside. That's where she's able to, based on physics. Uh, I, I My main takeaway from this is Becky Lynch needs a run, and Mandy and Sonya are both going to be pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, um... I saw Sonya and Mandy in the first house show that they ever ran here in Hollywood, and they had a pretty good match. And they and the the knock against them at the time was they're only working against each other, so they're never going to get better. But that's not true. They've they've acclimated to this SmackDown roster quite well, I think. I think they have acclimated far quicker than Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan have. Uh, yes, two people that. Well, I know Sarah Logan had much more experience. I don't know about Liv Morgan, but um, actually, Liv may have Liv may have more experience. No, she may she, have more experience at the PC. She, yeah, she started roughly the same time as Sonya and Mandy because mm-hmm. they were on Tough Enough just a couple of months before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Oscar ends up winning. That's SmackDown Live. I mean. Not not a bad show, not a not a great show by any stretch, but I think that SmackDown hasn't had a bad show in, in quite a while. It was inoffensive. I wouldn't call it good. There you but go. It was inoffensive. It wasn't bad. <laughs> um, 
Um, did you take anything from the final shot with Oscar in the middle and everybody looking up at briefcases? Yeah, I my takeaway was the fact that every script I get about six <laughs> times in it, it says establish that the money in the bank briefcase is hanging above the ring. Yeah. It, it's the point at the sign for WrestleMania. It, it, that's all that is. Um, yeah, so I think we need a caveat when we make predictions because I'm okay. fairly – I mean, let, let me ask you something. There's not going to be a situation where both cases end up on one show, you think, correct? I don't think so, yeah. Okay, so should we pick a Raw and a SmackDown winner for each of the Money in the Bank matches? Fair, and that gives me room to actually make these predictions because – I already made mine last night, and I'm chopping this up into a video. Let's go ahead and make these predictions. NXT TakeOver Chicago. Ricochet, Velveteen Dream. I have Ricochet winning this. What says you? I have Ricochet winning this. I do not put it past them for Velveteen Dream to pull out a win. This is going to steal the show in my estimation. Uh, It's either going to steal the show or we're going to say Patrick Clark was out of his depth in this type of match, trying to match Ricochet move for move. That's it's a fair estimation. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. I predicted that maybe this spills backstage. Maybe an EC3 ends up attacking Gargano because Gargano moseyed his way into the middle of his match. I see that as the next program for Gargano, but I think Ciampa's going to win. I think he needs the win. I think I think he's going to win, and I think Gargano's going to accidentally injure Candice. Solid. Shayna Baszler, Nikki Cross, just a prediction. I think that they kind of realize Sanity needs Nikki Cross. They're holding off. They're waiting on her. She's putting over Baszler on the way out, and we're going to see what – we're going to see Shayna Baszler face a plethora of very raw women's wrestlers with her. She's she's raw in a show wrestling sense, not in a catch wrestling sense, but – it's going to be an interesting time for women's wrestling in NXT, but I think Baszler's winning. I, I said this when Sanity failed the debut after all the vignettes that I hoped that they were holding them off because they were waiting for Nikki Cross. That said, I want Nikki Cross to have a nice feature match here. I, I agree that Shane is going over, but I think Nikki Cross will go down as, as one of those talents who deserved a run along with Becky Lynch, probably with the belt, but never just the timing wasn't right there or whatever. That said, give me a Nikki Cross, Becky Lynch feud. I'm all about that. Um, but yeah, I, I hope, I hope this match over delivers. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad match or just their match. I just want this to be a standout match that people are, are talking about that possibly steals the show. What I don't want to happen with Nikki Cross on the main roster is for them to Bray Wyatt her. Oh yeah, she's, she's crazy. Oh, look at her. Yeah, no, no, I no, then that is exactly their move. They're gonna take the personality trait rather than fold it into the wrestler part. Uh, no, I could definitely see them. Look, we we always say people are can't miss on the main roster. They can miss with anybody. They, they can miss with anybody, and this is the type of act they miss with. There was a point where I looked at Apollo Cruz and I said, Oh my god, he is the white meat guy that they love, the type of guy who is going to get the polarizing reaction that they adore. Breaking ground. Breaking ground. And that the, the whole thing about his store, his backstory and how he was a immigrant and 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 you know his 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 upbringing. White meat babyface comes up and just 
thought they thought for sure they wanted him to be seen a light. I thought for sure they did. No, no. Undisputed era against Lorcan and Birch. I'm not sold on Lorcan and Birch as top characters. The thing is, I mentioned this on the Raw show. You can go with the pot. Maybe this will make them in the eyes of the fan things, or you can go with the sure thing of Undisputed Era, and that's who I'm going with. I am hyped for this match, probably a little bit more than you, because I think Birch and Lorkin are a nice mid-card, tough guy, babyface tag team. And I'm looking forward to this being a hard-hitting match. I think I think people sleeping on this do so at their own risk. Um, I fully expect the Undisputed Era to do it. I don't think Birch and Lorkin become stars out of this, but I think this match... You know, on paper, you look at it and go, oh, this is so easy to predict. I still think it'll be a great match. I, I'm hoping it is because I think Birch and Lorkin have been over delivering in this two guys who liked beating each other up and, and found mutual respect for each other and then found found partnership in beating up other people. Lars Sullivan challenges for the NXT championship against Alistair Black. I think Black wins this. This is the match where if we say a, a NXT takeover under delivers, it will probably be because of this match. Of course. And it'll probably be because of Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I, I, I agree. We don't know what Lars can do. We know that he's very, very talented and very, very gifted physically. And Alistair Black has odd chemistry with people from time to time because of his, his style and his, the kickboxing style. It, it's, it's a little bit like, I mean, I was saying that this about Ricochet and uh, Velveteen Dream, but this uh, this could be very, very good, or they could just miss. And look, I have full faith and confidence in NXT takeovers. One hasn't disappointed me yet. Most have over-delivered. I'm not going to shade this match unless it deserves shading, but Aleister Black, I think, is retaining. Of course, we will have a live post-show podcast Saturday night. Also, I will be in the live discussion this Saturday. Come and join us. Our SmackDown live discussion had tumbleweeds rolling through it tonight. Change that next week, guys. I will be there Saturday talking with you guys. No smart-ass comments, Jeff. Hmm. WWE Money in the Bank predictions. This show starts essentially at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long show. Daniel Bryan, Big Cass. How's it go? I think Big Cass gets a win because he got the loss the last time. Pure 50-50. Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn. We know that Bobby Lashley would have won the obstacle course, which legitimately was the most impressive thing about this feud was how easily he went through that. He's 42! Yeah, man. He ain't young. <laughs> he's 42 and he's doing that. I I aged watching that. Um, Bobby Lashley by murder death. Fair. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. Come on. Come on. I loved the great Kali tease on Raw. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, bet, bet the house on Roman. Bet the mortgage, bet everything. The deleter of worlds against the B team. I have to see the B team at the compound. Yes. The B team is is the uh is is an act that is tailor made for that, along with Kane, 
<laughs> I mean, if if Curtis Axel does not go into the uh, uh, lake of reincarnation and come back out as Michael McGillicuddy, I don't know what we're doing with our lives right now. Um, to me, the most anticipated part of this match is Bray and Bo facing yes. off. I've, I'm kind of digging that a little bit, but the streak ends. The Do you think we hear a brother Bo? I knew you'd come in the middle of the ring. I said during during this uh, during this kind of build early when I I forget when it was. I think it was like a battle. It was another battle royal or it was something. I think these two acts should be aligned. I think these two are natural fits for each other. So I, I'd have no issue with that. Bludgeon Brothers against Anderson and Gallows. I think Bludgeon Brothers are winning it, but and, and I get it. They want to build them as the top monster team, but they have nothing for these guys creatively. I'm not sure a title changes hands on this pay-per-view. I think one will. Okay. I'll make that prediction. Carmella against Asuka. I could see Asuka winning this. Asuka got the visual tap on at the end of SmackDown. Carmella finds a way to keep the belt. So she may not win the match, but she'll keep the belt. Sure. Seth Rollins versus Elias. I think Elias wins here. Somehow wins here. You know... You know the what what changed me on this match for the winner was the promise of a concert to celebrate that is so in WWE's wheelhouse and it would free up Seth to go after the world title and Brock. Exactly. And they need to sell those goddamn guitars. The John Mayer ones? Yes. Noted celebrated hip hop artist John Mayer which yes. which Byron did a callback of today on SmackDown which I I howled. I howled at that. That was great. Now, I don't want to make a bold prediction here, but what I would do, I would go one even further, Jeff. I would go one even further. So, in all likelihood, the title on Raw is finally, the Universal title is probably coming back full-time. Okay. Once Brock drops it, which is going to be soon. I would have Elias break Honky Tonk Man's record. I think it'd be poetic. No, I would have him do it. They wouldn't let Miz break the record, and Miz was far more deserving to break the honky tonk man's record. Baby, he, got the, he broke Jericho's record for for the for the number, but still, well, the the thing with Elias that I think could help him is he can appear on a pay per view, have his moment, and he doesn't have to wrestle. Yeah, and that okay. really can extend the life of something like that. I hope they do it. It's just a. More of a fantasy thing than anything else. Mm. But I would so love to see that. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Ember, Charlotte, Alexa, Becky, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, Sasha. Who are your Raw and SmackDown picks? Uh, do do the Raw women's title match first. Because I want to hear your, your reasoning. And that'll help me with the women's Money in the Bank. The, the, oh, I think that Rousey's going to win. You do? Yeah. See, it's weird because I can't imagine both Nia and Carmella somehow banana peel their way out of it. Well, I think if if Ronda wins, then Natalia. But if Ron, but, if, but see, yeah, if Ronda wins, it, it makes who wins the women's Money in the Bank almost a certainty. So, and I, mean, I, I tweeted today how WWE taped the wrong knee this week. <laughs> 
I wonder. Uh, it could be an elaborate hoax. I don't know that they put that much into it, but well, you remember, you remember what what we were saying after the show last week was was it appeared that that Corey had accidentally dropped Bailey's name as being in the match. Yeah, yeah. So they probably didn't even think that far about taping the knee because they had already moved on. Um, you know what? I'll go with Ronda just because it's the easy money and it's the most marketable. My Raw and SmackDown picks. I have well. Man, I want to say Sasha Banks, but probably Natalia and uh I don't know that a SmackDown name wins this. Natalia mm-hmm. and maybe Bay or maybe Becky. Good God. But but the irony is if I had to pick one person, I would probably pick Sasha. Yeah. That's weird. Mm. Everything because of the Ronda wins screams Natty wins this, and I expect them to go through with Natty winning this. And if somebody on SmackDown wins it, it's probably gonna be Becky. Men's Money in the Bank ladder match: Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, a New Day member, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. I've been on record saying I want a New Day member to win this because I think creatively. It can be nonstop entertainment for months on end. Months on end. Pancakes in the briefcase. There's going to be pancakes in the briefcase every week. You know this, right? Okay, not that. (laughs) I think they can make this entertaining almost, not not necessarily weekly, but often. And it can keep them from having to be tied to any storyline because they're at the point where they kind of need a break from the tag titles. Is it a Freebird rule thing where any one of them could cash in at any time? Exactly. Okay. okay. I, I could handle that. Who? Okay. First off, who is the New Day member who participates in this match? Mm. Who? They want the Big E push, but New Day wants the Kofi push. But I legitimately think the best person for this match is Xavier Woods. I think I he's the best agree. fit. I think he's the most intriguing fit into this match because they already got big guys to do big, bad things. Exactly. Kofi, we already know, is going to do great aerial stuff. So he's already a known commodity, and it wouldn't be as much of a surprise. Whereas Xavier Woods, sure, why not? Um, Okay, now pick your winners. I am going to go... The Miz, and on the Raw side, probably uh, Bobby Roode, because he's the most heatless person, and sometimes they do that. Damn you! That's my pick for Raw. I think I think this screams Bobby Roode's winning this thing and turning heel, because he's he's they. There's this weird trope in WWE that the person who looks the worst during the bill for Money in the Bank. They they then justify it as, well, he's the guy now who needs the briefcase the most. And Bobby Roode has looked like the biggest geek throughout all these weeks. He's the guy, you know, Braun breaks a, breaks a ladder in front of him. Braun attacks him after a tag match. And yeah, the Miz, because that's the way to get the belt off of AJ and then move over to Brian should they choose at any Good. time to then move over to Brian. I hate the idea of Bobby Roode winning that goddamn briefcase. He's he's he he screams that kind of Vince heel. He does, doesn't he? Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, last man standing. I'm picking Nakamura. Who do you got? 
Um, does he does Nakamura so would Nakamura win the title then? Yes. Okay, I'll go with that. I, I like that. I, I was I was on the. You talked me into this last week. I think <laughs> I did. Logic. because I remember I was like, "There's no way they give this to Nakamura." That's a no because I was saying no contest, if I recall correctly. And then it's like, "Well, here's the reasons why you could do it for Nakamura." Yeah, sure. He needs he needs a nice little run with as a heel with the belt. I I, I like that idea. What did I talk you into last week? What was the the prediction I got you to change for Dominion? Oh, um, was it the Young Bucks winning? No, because I thought the story of them losing two title matches, then winning in San Francisco was good. Okay, it wasn't Jericho, I don't think. It was... Um, God damn, what a match that come was. Come on, someone in, the, someone in the chat needs to remind us. Why are you I'll figure listening? it out. I'll figure it out. But matches were announced for the New Japan... Pro Wrestling G1 special from San Francisco. I know they're going to hit oh. us with a big media blitz. I have uh, not I have not heard these matches announced because I've been on the road all day. I just know Jericho will not work the show because of the WWE well, thing. Well, it's the, the four that were announced this weekend, rather. Okay. Did, did you hear of those? Kenny Omega and Cody for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Oh, okay. I have Young Bucks versus LIJ's Evil and Sonata. Jay mm-hmm. White versus Juice Robinson. And then you have Naito and Bushi against Okada and Osprey. I think that's a good start, and they had to start announcing names. And I know Jericho says that he wouldn't work that, and the guys at Pro Wrestling Unlimited were talking to me about this. Go subscribe to them. They do a lot of great work with us. They're near 100,000 subs. He did that interview with, I think, Inside the Ropes before Dominion. And I, to be quite honest, I respect Chris Jericho. I never believe Chris Jericho. No, but I also don't think he will work the States. I don't. I, I do th- I do think that there is he doesn't want to piss off Vince McMahon. That's fair. Whereas whereas Ray Mysterio, who is not under contract, I think Ray and Jushin Liger have their match in San Francisco. Yeah, I do too. Which was supposed to be in Long Beach, and then didn't happen. Grr. <laughs> yeah, that was that's a bummer. Are you going to San Francisco? No, not yet. Not unless I'm talked into it somehow. I'm pulling up these Dominion results. Gonna see uh, how that what I talked you into because if you all missed it, uh, Omega defeated Okada, an amazing match. And if there was any doubt that it was time to pull it off of Okada, that reaction at the end of the match, man. Which did, did you it. like better? Did you like the Okada Omega match or Naito and Jericho? I liked. Oh man, okay. Because because I wasn't as emotionally invested in an Omega title win for my own personal fan but i understand people that but people were kind of shocked by that but it's like look i got no problem with that but i loved everything about that that grudge match with with jericho and naito i loved that so there were a couple of there were a couple spots in the okada omega match that i wasn't a big fan of like i i hate in a pro wrestling match when an opponent has when somebody has their opponent flat backed in the ring with their shoulders on the mat and they lift them up Mm. to me i hate it now, granted, the two times Okada did it, it was so he could do the Rainmaker to a guy. And his oh, Rainmaker. It was, it, it was Michael Elgin. It was the Michael Elgin match. There we go. Yeah. yeah. But Okada yeah. doing the Rainmaker is such a high percentage finish within that story. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, even though I rated the Okada Omega match higher, from a pure entertainment standpoint, I kind of liked the Jericho match more because I didn't necessarily think that he could follow up that performance with Omega so well 
and God damn it, he did it. Yeah, it was just a brutal, brutal fight for me, and I, I and then it turned into a wrestling match halfway through. I really enjoyed it. Elgin defeated Hiroki Goto and Taichi to win the uh, open weight title match. Young Bucks won the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles. Uh, Takahashi won the junior heavyweight title. Suzuki Goon uh, won the junior heavyweight tag team titles, and there was some other stuff too. Uh, Juice Robinson essentially got himself a U.S. title match by pinning. Jay White, did we? I think we predicted that, didn't we? Um, yes, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. and I know they're gonna. New Japan's really gonna push Juice in the states, at least from a media standpoint. So that's something to look out for. That's gonna be interesting. They they push talent that they think they need to push in the U.S. because they're homegrown. But it's it's one of those things where, I mean, I've been to the specials in Long Beach. I've been to the specials in 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 the Pyramid there too. I, you know, don't get me wrong. Juice Robinson's very, very popular, but it's like one of those things where it's like, yes, this is your American star, guys. Everybody, and it's like, well, we're here to see the new Japan product, much like everybody else. You know, you don't need to pander to us necessarily. Yeah, well, I think some of that for them has to do with the fact that he can do media. That said, Juice Robinson, um, over the past two years, has been fantastic. Yes, he has. He did the right thing. Some of the, it, it's happening quite a bit. These people who. I don't want to say tell WWE to piss off, but bet on themselves and put the work in. Mm-hmm. Cody put the work in. Juice Robinson put the work in. Chris Jericho has come and put the work in. That leads me to this discussion. For the first time in a while, I've heard, and to me it's almost like inserting Kobe Bryant into the greatest of all time talk. Was he great? Yes, but there are two guys in particular that were way greater than him, almost mm-hmm. objectively but I'm starting to hear Chris Jericho's name in that conversation. And at 47 years old, he had two of the best matches, not of necessarily of his life, but of any life. He had two really, really great matches this year. Who is your greatest of all time in pro wrestling? Ric Flair. Where would a Chris Jericho fall in that conversation for you? Longevity, <laughs> accolades, in-ring, outside the ring, promos all considered. I think he's been very good for a long time. I, I don't know if he's on my top tier. I think he's on my second tier. I think he's on my second tier with guys like, you know, despite the fact that he murdered his wife and kid, Chris Benoit, you know, the, <laughs> Jericho, um, you know, your Arn Anderson's, your, you know, that, that, that level of guys right there. I, I, I don't think he's on, I don't think he's on the Rushmore. I, I don't, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I put, you know, I, he's on that, but he's on that next tier and that's not a bad tier to be on. I have him five, I have him five to 10 somewhere around there yeah. based on longevity. I mean, there are guys that I think ne- didn't necessarily have the longevity, but the impact was, was much greater. Although, and there's, and there's a guy with a lot of longevity that's in the game right now. That's moving up. If he, if he headlines two shows in Mexico, you yeah. know, <laughs> so you know, it, it, it's still it's still a history book to be written in many ways. Speaking of a book to be written, I can't wait until Chris Jericho's next two or three books now. <laughs> you know, write about this run? Hell yeah, man. I can't wait for I, that. I want to hear what his thinking was behind his outfit at Dominion. Yeah. That's what I want to hear the backstory of. I particularly want to hear the story about him asking WWE if he could use NXT talent on his cruise, then bringing him all the way to HQ to tell him no, and him not necessarily being that thrilled with having his time wasted 
Oh, and then he's working with Ring of Honor, New Japan, and Impact right after that. Hmm. Huh. Well, then hmm. after how many years of saying, I'll never wrestle anywhere else, I'll never do anything. If he is on this San Francisco card, San Jose card, it's done, I think. It, it's you, Sometimes you never know, man. Vince loves getting punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Vince true. just loves getting punched in the mouth. Guys... If you want a punch in the mouth <laughs> of flavor, that is, visit our friends at omg.com. That's omghee.com. Get those omega threes, those omega sixes, the CLA. How about the vitamins? A, D, K, E. Check them out. We got that promo code. We're only giving it out on the MMA show. So check that out. It's on our post show review. It's on Holy Smokes MMA, which hit today. It's a good time, guys. And if you all don't mind, go tell them at OMG Butter on Twitter that you heard about them from us. I want you guys active in our live discussion on Saturday at NXT. Sunday, Money in the Bank. Monday, Raw. Tuesday, SmackDown. I'll be over there. If you all want to ask me any questions, that's the place to do it. Or at Fightful Select during our Q&A shows as well. Those are quickly becoming our most popular shows. Also, guys, hit me up on Twitter. Tell me what you want to see retro-reviewed on the uh, Fightful Select podcast. Mr. Warren Hayes and I did Great American Bash 96. I thought that was such an interesting time after Hall and Nash debuted, but before the NWO necessarily debuted and almost a transition period. Jeff, what do you have going on this week? Weekly Mid-South. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp, master of the segue, by the way, with that punch full of flavor God thing. Damn right I uh, am. You, can, you can follow me at Crab Game 13. Uh we're going to the home stretch of Shake Them Ropes, at least for one of us. We're going to have to enjoy Rob while we have him. He's not watching wrestling. He's watching baseball. So we'll from, see what's on the business, show this week. From a business standpoint, who uh-huh. owns the rights? Uh, I'm, I don't think uh, I don't think it's an ownership situation, but I think I'm being given the rights. Oh. Oh. I, I, I am planning right now to continue the show, and he will guest from time to time, depending on if my life undergoes a major change this week, which I told you about before the show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I miss, I miss having Rob on, man. Rob was Rob was fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, but he's dead. Well, no, he's not. He's just not watching he's wrestling. <laughs> Guys, I'll be doing... I'll be doing a fair amount of traveling in the coming uh, months. I'll be in North Toronto. Carolina. Yeah, I'll be in uh, North Carolina at the end of uh, at the end of June. I'll be in Toronto in August. I'll be doing commentary for a series of shows in uh, Northern Kentucky. So definitely check me out at any of those. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp and follow Jeff at Crap Game Thirteen. Yep, hot dog. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, hit that bell. We are out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.